0: Orbital Gardens, this is Mission Control. We are confirming acquisition of your signal. You are live in 5, 4, 3, 2... Hello and welcome to Gardeners of the Galaxy, the podcast for all of the sentient beings in the universe who have a passion for plants. I am Amber the Space Gardener and I will be your host as we explore gardening on Earth and beyond... As the COVID pandemic rolled across the world in 2020, and people on Earth experienced the confinement and isolation astronauts experience on space missions, one popular response was to turn, or return, to gardening. Whether it was because people wanted to grow themselves a little more food security, or have a healthy outdoor activity, or simply suddenly found that they had the time, demand for seeds and gardening supplies soared. People with no access to outdoor space developed an obsession with houseplants and although our access to the outside world has returned, our gardening obsession hasn't yet waned. In a survey of 4,000 people worldwide, three quarters reported that having vegetation at home boosted their emotional well-being during lockdowns. People with houseplants also tended to experience less frequent negative emotions. Of course, surveys like that aren't very scientific, but there is an increasing body of scientific evidence that suggests access to green space and greenery has physical and emotional benefits. There are even reports of doctors prescribing gardening and other outdoor activities to help people with anxiety and depression. That's here on Earth where, although there are persistent inequalities in access to nature and green spaces, it's relatively easy to step outside and surround yourself with other living things. Try doing that in space. The Antarctic is used as an analogue for space missions. It's an inhospitable place, and where a greenhouse is available, crew members will retreat from the cold, white, barren, snow-capped landscape to recharge, rest and nap in hammocks stretched across the green, visual of live, growing green plants. Now, astronauts all say they love being in space and will go back into orbit in a heartbeat. However, that doesn't mean that it's a stress-free experience. Astronauts on the ISS have a hectic schedule, combining science experiments with essential space station maintenance. They can be sequencing DNA one minute and unblocking the space toilet the next. They're sealed in their tin can with a small number of other humans and simple earth pleasures such as a hot bath or a restaurant meal aren't available. Mind you, the view from the window makes up for a lot. Still, spaceflight can be physically and emotionally stressful. Could becoming space gardeners benefit astronauts' mental health during deep space missions, when their home planet disappears from view? Anecdotally at least, it seems as though it could. From the very first moment humans set themselves up with space stations for extended stays in space, there have been space greenhouses. In 1971, the Salyut 1 space station had the Oasis, a small, square greenhouse fixed to the wall the first mission for oasis was to grow flax seeds a step towards a future where humans would grow crops in space although those first flax seedlings weren't very healthy soviet scientists discovered that the experiment had less tangible benefits cosmonauts viktor patsayev and vladislav volkov bonded with the plants and tended them carefully patsayev was quoted as saying these are our pets while volkov said they are our love by the time Salyut 6 launched in September 1977, the Soviets had started to use plants to boost crew morale. Valery Ryumin and Vladimir Lyakov got lonely and became depressed during their 175 days in space, a record long stay at the time. A cargo craft delivered them a gift of flowering tulips and a mature Kalancho plant, which cheered them up straight away. They made a point of having the Kalancho in the background whenever they made television broadcasts. During his Salyets exhibition, Vladimir Kovalenok carefully trimmed rotting stalks from onions growing in the Vaison greenhouse. His efforts helped the healthy stalks grow faster, but it wasn't enough to keep the onions alive as they struggled to absorb water. When Valery Ryumin went back to Salyut 6 for his second long-duration mission, he tried to turn the space station into a hanging garden. He recycled empty film cassettes, equipment casings and food containers into planters and grew onions, peas, radishes, lettuce, wheat, garlic, cucumbers, parsley and dill from seedlings delivered on the resupply missions. His efforts weren't particularly successful, but he later guessed that a problem with the atmosphere on board was to blame. These days, ethylene scrubbers remove the gas that doesn't affect humans, but was causing havoc for the plants. Sally at six even had a greenhouse that was designed purely for growing ornamental plants, the first experiment specifically designed to investigate the psychological benefits of crew interaction with plants. The cosmonaut crew used the malachite greenhouse to grow orchids, which were chosen because they do not always grow upwards on Earth. In the jungle, for example, orchid roots often grow upwards. The scientists behind the experiment felt that orchids would have a high tolerance for spaceflight due to their ability to grow in poor soils and small root volumes, and to survive weeks without watering. The optimal temperature for orchids is similar to that for a cosmonaut. They're pretty and cheerful, and orchid pollen doesn't tend to spread through the air and cause allergic reactions. The species they chose for their experiments were epiphytes, air plants, and they also sent along some epigeal soil-dwelling species for comparison. During their launch to the space station, the orchids were subjected to acceleration of up to 4.5 g for 15 minutes and substantial vibration, but they arrived with no visible damage. However, once they were in space, they weren't happy. The experiment showed that different species had different tolerances for spaceflight. Two of the orchid containers returned to Earth after 60 days in space. The rest of the orchids spent either 110 or 171 days in space. Their flowers wilted quickly. One species, which blooms for 87 days on Earth, kept its flowers for just seven days in space. Others had buds that withered without opening. The epidendrum was the happiest in space, although its growth rate slowed. The dendrobium plants lost their leaves in space and eventually died back on Earth. The growth rate of the drortis plants slowed in space, but doubled once they were back on Earth. Subsequent generations, even three years later, still showed enhanced growth. All of the epigeal orchids died in orbit. The cosmonauts were understandably disappointed with the results having lavished loving care on the plants. They said that minding them was a highlight of the mission. Even so, the researchers on the ground concluded that Epiphyte orchids are a suitable model for studying the characteristics of the processes which control growth and shape during long-term spaceflights and the physiological changes which occur in plants, as well as for improving the aesthetics of cosmonaut living quarters. And then, in 1972, on Sally at Seven, Valentin Lebedev kept a diary stating that he found gardening a calming activity. He wrote, I water the plants regularly, happily. I spoil them, I am too generous with water. In 1997, NASA astronaut Michael Foll was on board the Russian Mir space station. His stay was eventful, as during his mission a Progress Resupply spacecraft crashed into the Spectre module, punched a hole in the solar panel, buckled a radiator and caused a hull breach. The Spectre module, which held all of Michael's personal belongings and much of the scientific equipment, became a no-go area. Fortunately, the Svet greenhouse was housed in the Cristal module, which meant that Michael could continue his gardening experiments, resulting in the first successful seed-to-seed plant growth in space. Reports suggest that Mike liked the plant experiments, and after the seeds he had planted grew their first leaves, he reported that he found gardening a very encouraging activity. In 2002, Peggy Whitson was part of Expedition 5 to the ISS and took part in the Advanced Astroculture ADVASC, Soybean Plant Growth Experiment. In a personal email home, she wrote that it was surprising to me how great six soybean plants looked. She said, I guess seeing something green for the first time in a month and a half had a real effect. From a psychological perspective, I think it's interesting that the reaction was as dramatic as it was. Whitson went on to write, guess if we go to Mars, we need a garden. After she returned to Earth, Whitson was quoted as saying, Although it doesn't sound like much, it was really exciting to see something green. I assumed that this was just because I really enjoy plants, but it surprised me that both of my crewmates were just as excited. They wanted photos of themselves with the plants and asked if they could eat some of them too. In 2003, disaster struck again when Space Shuttle Columbia burned up on re-entry into Earth's atmosphere, killing all seven astronauts. The crew on the International Space Station at the time were understandably upset, and one of the things that the Russian space programme did was to assign them more time for gardening because they noticed it did have a calming effect. That would have been using the larder greenhouse, which is primarily used to grow edible plants for the crew. I'm Emma the Space Gardener and you're listening to Gardeners of the Galaxy. In this episode I'm exploring the psychological benefits of space gardening and so far I've recounted anecdotes from official plant experiments. But some astronauts are so keen to exercise their green thumb in space that they conduct unofficial gardening experiments. If you've listened to episode 27 then you'll have heard about Don Pettit's unforgettable adventures sprouting seeds in his soiled underwear. And I have two bonus episodes for patrons that explore his adventures with space zucchini. In 1985, Wobo Ockels became the first Dutch citizen in space. During his mission on Space Shuttle Challenger, he worked on an official experiment using corn seeds. As there were 10 seeds left over, he made a DIY greenhouse using a Ziploc bag and a piece of plastic foam. The whole procedure took him 10 minutes. He used the greenhouse to sprout the corn seeds and after a few days they had grown a few centimetres of leaf. He said the crew then had a little party and everybody ate a small amount of fresh food. And there's a photo from 2001 with Jim Voss holding onions he's attempting to grow in a Ziploc bag. That's Expedition 2 to the International Space Station. I haven't found out much more about it, but it's one of the things that prompted Orbitac to design a greenhouse that individual astronauts could take into orbit and use to grow a variety of plants for supplemental food preparation. The result was the veggie growing system that's in use today. And at the end of 2014, the first female cosmonaut to visit the International Space Station, Yelena Sorova, conducted her own experiment. She decided to try to germinate apple seeds in zero gravity. She didn't use a greenhouse, but managed to sprout apple pips using sunlight and moist gauze. In her diary, she wrote... The greatest delicacy in orbit is ordinary fruit, such as apples. They are what inspired me to try this experiment. I remembered that my colleague, Maxim Surayev managed to grow wheat during the last expedition, so I thought, why not try to germinate apple seeds? I was curious, and look what came of it. Maybe one day apple trees will blossom on Mars. Yelena seedlings were almost certainly the first apple trees to grow in space. So there's a lot of anecdotal evidence that astronauts enjoy gardening and would benefit from having a greenhouse on board for long-duration missions. So far, though, there hasn't been that much scientific investigation into the psychological benefits of space plants. In 2017, master's student Raymond Ode and horticulture professor Charles Guy at the University of Florida in Gainesville reviewed the scientific literature regarding plant-human interactions. They've published a paper called Gardening for Therapeutic People-Plant Interactions During Long-Duration Space Missions in which they concluded that gardening could indeed improve the well-being of astronauts. And NASA's Joya Massa, who we heard from in episode 10, is in the middle of an investigation into whether gardening can help astronauts cope with isolation. It's called the HRF Veg Questionnaire, and it asks astronauts cultivating vegetables on the ISS to complete a survey about their space gardening experiences. For example, crew members who grew mitsuna took the survey two to three times during the month-long growth cycle of the plant. The survey includes questions to gauge how space gardening affects astronauts' moods, such as... Was gardening engaging, demanding or meaningful? Did it impact the passage of time, performance of mission tasks or relationships with crew members? Did gardening enhance their connection to Earth, desire to harvest or consume the plants, or food consumption in general? How effective was gardening as a source of sensory stimulation for sight, touch, smell and taste? The astronauts were also asked to complete a sensory assessment of the crops they ate. They had to rate the flavour, colour, appearance, aroma, texture and taste of the produce to see whether it's worth the effort of growing veggies to supplement pre-packaged space food. By May 2021, seven astronauts had completed the survey. The goal is to have 24 participants, so that's going to take a little while. The initial results show that some astronauts really love working with plants during their leisure time and spend many hours caring for them during their mission. There are also astronauts who find their joy in non-gardening activities, but no one viewed their work with the plants as meaningless, and all valued the utility of growing plants in space. It's no surprise that not all astronauts are keen gardeners. However, it does bring to mind a quote that I would like to share with you. Bruce Bugbee is a name you may be familiar with. Bruce is a professor of plant physiology at Utah State University and has worked with NASA to grow plants in space. He gave a lovely quote in which he said... Are there people that just don't need plants around, and if there are, are those the kind of people we want to be flying? Are those the most mentally stable people, or are the most mentally stable people the ones that like plants and like interacting with plants? And I do just want to finish with an example of a gardening experiment that didn't have a particularly positive effect for one astronaut. In 2015 there was considerable fanfare when NASA astronauts were allowed to eat some of the harvest from veggie for the first time. The videos show NASA astronauts Scott Kelly and Chell Lindgram joyfully tucking into outrageous red romaine lettuce with JAXA astronaut Kimia Yuey. And they're all saying how wonderful the lettuce is and they all look so happy. Except in Scott Kelly's autobiography, called Endurance, he reveals that eating lettuce is the last thing Kamiya Yui wants to do. It turns out that he grew up on a lettuce farm and during the summer he had to get up in the middle of the night to harvest lettuce. Since then he's hated lettuce and avoids it. I imagine he thought he would be safe from salad in space. That's it for this episode. I'm planning a Halloween special for episode 33, so you don't want to miss that. In the meantime, don't forget that you can sign up for the Gardeners of the Galaxy newsletter so that you don't miss out on your Astro Botany update next week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Orbital Gardens, this is Mission Control, confirming termination of your signal. We have activated the auto kettle and you are T minus three minutes. Mission Control Act.